0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are coming at you tonight with episode six. Welcome back.
0: Yeah, and day sixty-five. As I check my Instagram feed of the Get Rocked at Home program, so that means we've been at home uh, for sixty-five days. Of course, we've left the house, but <laughs> again, the uh, the countdown or not countdown the uh, the count up. Yes, continues st- st- continues yes, yes.
1: but. Uh, new news in Canada gyms in BC are opening next week so we wish all of our CrossFit affiliates there good luck and yeah we hope hope for more more good news here yeah
0: Um, yeah guys great to uh, be back again and if you're tuning in brand new or you've tuned into all six episodes uh, we can't thank you guys enough we we really enjoy doing these and um, yeah we just hope to keep pumping out info and hopefully you guys keep enjoying what we're putting out there. So, um, yeah, we're going to start with kind of what we do every episode and just start with some, uh, some updates, some two week updates. Cause we record these every two weeks.
1: Yeah. So an update this weekend, we painted our house and luckily our house isn't super big or super tall. So we, we were able to do it, uh, all on our own with Zach's dad and, um, let me tell you, it is a huge change for very little money. It was quite exciting.
0: Yeah, painting is—it's pretty good. It sometimes is a bit daunting to get started, but I've always enjoyed. Um, for I guess for the money, it's always quite a quite a big change. It feels like we've done a huge Reno, like we're on a Reno TV show, but all we did was really paint. But um, yeah, I guess that is another small positive for this COVID situation. We are finding time for things we were kind of putting off for a while.
1: Yes. Um, So my next update is about some journaling that I've been doing. And as one of my good friends put this, or I think maybe she heard it it from a podcast, but I maybe classify myself as a recovering perfectionist. Um, And so our new kind of mantra that I'm just loving these days, it was in our last um, The Rocker Mindset newsletter as well, is sometimes done is better than perfect and it has been so liberating Uh, and one way that I'm really taking advantage of it is with this journal so quick backstory uh, I got a line a day five-year journal from my sister it was an amazing gift when I had Paxton And right away, uh, perfectionist Jen thought, I'm going to go back. I'm going to start it right on Paxton's birthday. It will be this amazing keepsake. I'm going to give it to her. It'll be awesome. Um, And I'll, you know, record a memory that we have together every day. And then newborn life took over and I started basically just recording events of the day, (laughs) going to the doctors, trouble with feeding, um, and basically got to a point where I didn't like where it was going anymore because that's not what I wanted it to be. It was kind of becoming
0: a bit stressful maybe.
1: Yes. And I was missing days and then I felt like I had done it incomplete and I was making things up on those days. Uh, Basically felt like I was doing it wrong and almost, almost, I'm sorry, little sister, threw it away, (laughs) but I didn't. And about a year later, I just kind of looked at it one day and decided to just start recording something in there. I didn't want it to be a quote unquote gratitude journal because again, that kind of stresses me out. I don't know what I would write. Just something that happened during the day that I could look back on. And, um, I've really been enjoying it. I've even, haven't even used the same color pen every day. Uh, I've, gone over the days that I've missed. I've even missed some days and I'm not going back and making up things on those days just to make it seem like I'm doing a perfect job. So, uh, all that to say, I am seriously growing and and yeah, it is insanely liberating. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Sometimes I write it like Paxton's going to read it. Sometimes I write it like I'm going to read it or someone else might read it. So all that to say, sometimes done is better than perfect. And
0: yeah, I love it. I think that's, it's kind of become, I'm going to hop in on there. That one, uh, it's been our favorite new mantra and, uh, yeah, we used it in the last rocker mindset. If you guys are interested in reading that, you can head to our website, CrossFitRocked.com and check out our newsletters. But, um, I, I think that was, that might've been my most favorite one that I've written so far. And I think it, uh, was received well by everybody who reads it. Um, I think just because that story, um, and that mantra can apply to so many things that it kind of hits home to people. I mean, this podcast is a perfect example of done is better than perfect because this thing could be <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very far from we perfect. We could
1: overthink and overthink and redo. And... Yeah.
0: And the, uh, yeah, the, 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 our newsletter is, is far from perfect. Um, I mean, our gym is far from perfect that I remember, I mean, it just all kind of applies even starting up the gym, but I think it's just. Uh, it's such a good reminder just to um, get moving and um, it's not that you don't want to be prepared but I think a lot of the times if, if you kind of have some passion behind it and some purpose um, we kind of find our way as we go so.
1: and things end up pretty darn good yeah
0: yeah <laughs> don't um, be
1: paralyzed with perfection
0: yeah don't let be don't let perfect be the enemy of good um, yeah so what's new for me uh, yesterday I went uh, golfing with my dad it was my first round of golf um for the year usually i go every, once a week or once every couple weeks with my dad it's kind of a, a fun thing that we get to do together so that kind of brought some some normalcy back into life it kind of felt just pretty normal just to be out there and i don't know not have to worry about being around people but you still kind of got to do something fairly normal so that was great and uh probably the best thing in my life right now is i got my teeth back Um, (laughs) geez it's been uh, it's been it's been about a year and a bit um, journey to get my teeth pulled and back in and uh, anybody who's at the gym probably knows what kind of the whole story but anybody listening who's new is kind of an old hockey injury and yeah finally got my teeth uh, put back in so that was pretty awesome if you're following again on Instagram get rocked at home you can scroll back to any of the videos that I'm talking in and take a close look. I think I was missing one tooth <laughs> yeah. for a bit and then I crunched into another apple and lost another tooth. <laughs> it was quite the quite the journey. Um, yeah and then another big thing that's new this week um, kind of through us and the gym and our Instagram page again is the super six lifestyle challenge and we we just started week one yesterday. Um, so again, anybody who's listening, we kind of hope you're following along. Uh, there's no real official sign up. it's free to follow along. All you have to do is kind of follow us on Instagram and we ask people to give us the uh, the rocker horns emoji just to kind of see who is interested. So if anybody out there is listening and you're interested, check out our Instagram at CrossFit underscore rocked. And you can kind of start following along with us in this uh, super sex lifestyle challenge.
1: Yeah. So this week um, was all about... Uh, mindset and kind of growing your brain and letting new things in. So we asked that people uh, over the next six weeks read a book that they haven't read before and they could pick your own book. So have at her, uh, fiction, nonfiction, whatever you think, or we had some suggestions um, and then also listen to a new podcast or an episode of a new podcast. So what book are you reading, Jen? I am going to read How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. I've heard of this book before, but it I was reminded of it reading The Happiness Project because Gretchen Rubin um, talks about it and reminded me that it was also on my list. So I'm excited to get into that one. Cool.
0: And... Yeah. Anybody who, um, again, if you've, you know, you listen to the intro, we're kind of, our super six is mindset, movement, uh, sleep, stress, nutrition network. So we're kind of rolling through one each week, um, which makes it kind of fun, we think. And we, uh, like Jen said, the first part was um, borrow a book or buy a new book and- Or audio book. Yeah. Yeah. Or audio book. Uh, perfect. We, we gave people kind of six weeks to read it, which we thought was super reasonable. I know there's people out there who- Read a book a week or a book every two weeks. I mean, if, the, if you're an avid reader, I'm sure the six-week timeline is, I guess, easy for you, but we thought um, six weeks, I guess, on average, that's roughly like 10 minutes a day per reading, and again, we're all about um, done is better than perfect or small sustainable habits, so we think kind of 10 minutes a day is quite reasonable, um, so yeah, we kind of hope you join along there. I'm reading um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. By Dale Carnegie and this book was recommended to me by Ben Bergeron when I was out in uh, Boston or just outside Boston at his gym at CrossFit New England and uh, one of the questions was kind of his uh, top five books that he would recommend us to read and that was on the list and I think this is kind of the, the fifth one that he's recommended so I'm excited to get through this one and um,
1: what about your podcast yeah.
0: And the podcast I'm going to listen to, I um, actually listened to uh, today. Actually, it was um, the podcast channel is Impact Theory, and it's ran by Tom Bill. You, we've talked about him before on this on this podcast, and I followed him him on Instagram, and just a big fan of what he's doing. Um, this one, um, I think, was a not an official podcast episode because it doesn't have a number, but it has a date. So if you want to find this one, it was May second with. Um, Gary V and it was titled how to make it through tough times, I believe. And it was kind of all about the times we're in right now. So I think um, it was 30 minutes. It was super quick. I thought super informative. I like, I love the talk they had about just the things they believe in to live a happier life, which is kind of what this podcast is about. And um, yeah, again, very, uh, I thought a very um, great podcast for what everybody's kind of going through right now and what podcast were you listening to?
1: Um, so my podcast for this week, I actually checked out Now we did not coordinate this. Um, but I checked out one of the women of impact. That's the podcast name. And it's actually Tom Bilyeu's wife, Lisa. Um, and I checked out a podcast. I think it was around, I think it was February 12th and it was, I think it was right around Valentine's day. Um, it's called how, um, what is the actual name of it? I think how a happy relationship actually works or how to make your relationship happy. Anyway, something along those lines. And it's Lisa and Tom together. And it was fantastic. Just them highlighting the things that have really worked for them in their relationship. Um, and how they've kind of applied that into their life and changes that they've gone through and how they've worked through them. Um, yeah, really light, easy to listen to and I enjoy them both. So really enjoyed that. one. Yeah. So
0: again, guys on Instagram, we kind of made suggestions, but it, it's quite open. Um, you know, we just want people to basically expand their mind and, and just be um, kind of thirsty for knowledge. So there's lots of, lots of different books and podcasts obviously out there that you can choose. So you need to pick something that really resonates with you. And um, I think we're both quite excited with the books that we have in the podcast that we listen to. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Tom Belue and now I think I'm going to start tackling more of his um, episodes. So yeah, if you guys want to get started, we will kind of be checking with you guys every, uh, every week on Instagram, but every two weeks on here, and we'd love to kind of hear from you. So again, write in if you have any questions or comments or uh, hit us up on Instagram. Um, We're heading into a new segment right now. This is actually the second time we've done this segment. And this is kind of totally out of left field, but people actually really enjoyed the talk last time. So this segment is called Things You Don't Need to Know, But We're Going to Tell You Anyways. So basically <laughs> just some, uh, I, so I think we said useless info, but I actually don't think it's useless. Yeah. Because...
1: People are confused out there.
0: Yeah. And I was confused and I got a couple of good stories today, but I think it's actually, um, it's not the most advanced info that you need to get through life, but... <laughs> I think it's good info because yes. when you're saying things incorrectly or interpreting them incorrectly, I think sometimes you feel embarrassed. And I was kind of embarrassed when I found out about a couple of these. But um, anyway, the last time we talked about this, this was on episode, do we think two? Yeah, I think so. And it was about Brussels sprouts, sprouts where there was actually an S at the end of Brussels, Brussels sprouts and people were blown away. So we got, we're back with another segment of things you don't need to know, but we're going to tell you anyways, kick it off, Jen.
1: So, the first one today and I will admit, I have been saying this wrong perhaps my whole life. So, the saying or what are these called? Idioms?
0: Uh, idioms, I think.
1: Okay, we might actually be getting that word wrong, we might but be idiots. that might be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That might be coming in episode 7. I'm pretty sure um, it's idioms. I think it's idioms, but so the first one is nip it in the bud. B U D that is the correct way to say that phrase. Again, it is nip it in the bud. I have forever said nip it in the butt. Um, the reference is actually to gardening. So if you nip a flower in its bud, it won't grow or blossom. That's where the phrase or saying comes from. And um, it seems
0: to make sense when we apply it to yeah, nip it in it... the bud means <laughs> stop this problem from growing. Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah. And these ones that we find these ones are funny because when you Google nip it in the bud or butt, I mean, people know
1: a bunch (laughs) of answers come up because I
0: think half the world is maybe saying it wrong. Uh, So nip it in the bud, everybody, B-U-D.
1: Now the second one.
0: Well, I got the second one. Oh uh,
1: yes. But I'm just going to preface this with, (laughs) I was not confused on the second one. So I'll I'll let Zach take it from here.
0: And I was not confused on nip it on the (laughs) bud, just to be clear. Jen was saying, but, but I knew it was bud, but this one, uh, this one might actually be more embarrassing, but the phrase is played by ear. And uh, I'm trying to think back, like I, my whole life, I thought it was played by year. And I mean, it was like a couple of years ago where I was thinking like played by year doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I think I don't know how many people are saying it wrong, but I hope there's a few people out there as well.
1: Or they're just kind of dragging that Y from the yeah. by. And I think that's it's what happens. Played
0: the, by year, played yeah. by year, but it's played by ear. <laughs> yeah. Like you're playing music by ear and you're kind of be able to make it up as things go. So, anyway, uh, hopefully you guys got some last from that one, but some idioms that we were um, either hearing incorrectly, but also maybe saying incorrectly. And, uh, hopefully there's some listeners out there who either have heard people say it incorrectly or are saying it incorrectly themselves because then we won't look like idiots on our own podcast.
1: That's right. Um, Next up, we have a couple of listener questions and we are going to take these rapid fire. So I'm going to ask Zach, he is going to try to um, give his answer in about 60 seconds or less And we'll head on to the next one. Yeah, we'll go
0: 60 second shot clock. We kind of agreed on this method because we love listener questions. We don't want to get too far off topic.
1: Yes. So question number one is, are you and Jen working out at the gym on top of get rocked at home?
0: The short answer is no. We've only been in the gym a couple times to either do a bit of cleaning and or pick up equipment for people. We have not worked out once in the gym in sixty five days, and that is not a lie. I have not touched a barbell in sixty five days, and neither has Jen. We haven't worked out with barbells. We only have what you guys see in the videos. and what you see in the videos is all we are doing. Um, the reason we are not working out the gym, I guess there's plenty of them. I only have thirty seconds, so. We want to I think we, we might have talked about this before on another podcast, but yeah. um, if we want you guys to work out in your kitchens or backyards, we need to also be there right beside you, even though we're not right beside you or through Instagram. But um, we kind of want to show everybody that you can be really strong and fit and healthy and happy and still feel awesome with just a dumbbell and some great simple CrossFit workouts. 57 seconds. Boom.
1: (laughs) Okay. Next question. Um, What are you guys doing for your warm-ups, if anything?
0: Restart the clock. Warm-ups. Again, there's a short answer and a long answer to this one. Um, I love warm-ups for CrossFit classes. Usually in CrossFit classes, we're doing things that are very technical or gymnastic movements that we really need to warm up our shoulders or we're squatting heavy. So that's a little bit of a different story. Um, however, these workouts at home, we're not doing very much. If We're being honest, everybody. So when you see the video kick in, uh, on Instagram of us working out, our warm ups probably were two minutes or less. We're kind of loosening up our hips or shoulders a little bit just to make sure we're ready to move the weight. But most of the time, um, Yeah, and it's not to be unsafe. It's just that we're not lifting anything crazy heavy or doing anything that technical that we kind of just warm up in the first round or the first minute or two of the workout. So um, again, I'm a big fan of warm-ups, but um, maybe in these tougher times, we just need to focus on getting a good sweat on so you kind of get in and get out of the workout. Boom, one minute.
1: (laughs) Nice job. Not bad. Yeah. Um, Stop, reset the clock. Last question is... It looks like you guys are working out seven days a week. Are you taking any rest days?
0: You want this one for a minute? You want me to go three for three? Go for three for three. All right. Start the clock. Are we taking any rest days? Is that a question? Um. So in these, so typically our schedule when everything is normal, we hit five CrossFit classes a week, right? Yeah. And then we take, you know, usually two days off. Um, during this time, 65 days at home, I think we've maybe taken kind of one complete rest day, but even on that day we've walked or biked. But um, again, kind of we just made a promise to I think each other and just everybody following mm-hmm. us. Uh, I don't know if they know that we've promised them, but we have basically made a promise to move and work out every day. And we believe we're, we're doing it in a fashion that's again, the volume isn't super high. We're looking at 20 minute workouts or less. A lot of them are like 12 to 15 minute workouts each day. Nothing's too crazy heavy, We're kind of just sweating and having fun so we can do it every single day and we kind of recommend to everybody else like i mean listen to your body but you can move and sweat every day
1: yeah i'll uh that's a minute but i will jump in here too is that it uh, it's easier when it's a habit so for us it's easier just to do it the same time every day or roughly the same time um
0: she says in the happiness project uh, gretchen rubin it was it was an excellent point i thought she said it's easier to exercise every day than it is to exercise three times a week. And I think it's it's solely based on that fact that you just said at once, if it's a habit, it's no longer a decision. So every day, if you wake up and you think, am I going to work out today? I mean, you run the risk of making maybe the wrong decision of saying no too many times. So for us, I think just, and again, everybody's different. We're not telling, you know, you need to figure out what works for you. But for us, we kind of have a pretty good routine going. We hold each other accountable. And Instagram kind of holds us accountable. Yeah, all of you get, guys
1: hold us accountable. Yeah. It's quite nice. Actually, we have it pretty good. Okay, um, that was awesome. Listener questions for today. <laughs> all
0: right, guys. So the main topic today, um, a very broad topic, I suppose. But the topic today is CrossFit. Um, Jen and I were having, you know, a, a few great discussions lately at home. And we just thought, we thought this would make a great episode um, topic. So, Whether you are a member at our gym or a member of another CrossFit gym or you don't do CrossFit, you've never belonged to a gym, we're still we kind of making this info, I guess, applicable to everybody. Um, So it's not just about why we think CrossFit is so awesome. We kind of want to provide some info on why we love CrossFit so much um, as a training methodology, why we love it as coaches, and why we love it as business owners. I think there's a lot to take out of it. Um, regardless if you, again, well, nobody's training across the gym right now for the most part, but regardless if you belong to a cross gym or not train on your own or with, um, other people, we kind of want to just to, you know, have a chance to explain, um, you know, why we believe in it so much and why people, why it's this worldwide phenomenon and the fittest people on earth are doing it. Yeah. I think that's important for kind of for all of us to know and learn um, cause we can apply these principles to whatever we're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think, I think exactly what Zach said. It just, even if you're not at a CrossFit gym, there's lots of things that are very similar and are kind of using a similar uh, methodology. You might even not realize that you're, that you're doing CrossFit. So yeah, we'll kind of give a few examples of everyday things. And, um, I think the first thing is just, it, again, If you go to the gym, I'm hoping you know what CrossFit is all about. Uh, But if not, I thought it'd be a good place to just define CrossFit. So, what is CrossFit? And the way that we have it written, or the way that it is defined, is it's constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. And yeah, um, that's
0: kind of the, I mean, the very basic form of CrossFit. So we wanted to make it clear to everybody too that. Um, again, we're going to kind of go through, you know, constantly varied functional movements, high intensity. We're going to probably say that a lot for the rest mm-hmm. of the segment, but um, it's not about um, anything else, really. Yeah. Like, it's not about it's, it's not, not about, about snatches or muscle or, ups. Yeah, it's not about maybe the crazy stuff you see on YouTube. It's not about the CrossFit Games. It's not about competing. Um, we want to make that clear to everybody that the idea of CrossFit is very, very, very broad and very inclusive to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's also number one, um, the number one reason why we love it so much, um, is that it's made for Olympic athletes and it's made for our grandparents and it's made for people in their teens, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. It's kind of, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's made for everybody. It's not about, do you belong to a CrossFit gym or not? Um, yeah it's just simply constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity and with the whole purpose or the sole purpose is um, creating a uh, an elite level of GPP we use the term GPP and CrossFit um, quite a bit and we learn that through um, our courses and GPP um, stands for general physical preparedness so basically it is this very um, broad exercise program that basically makes us ready for anything.
1: Yeah. The knowable, the unknowable, um, whatever, essentially you're, you're training for life and that we've, if you know us, you've probably heard us say that before, that the reason we love it so much, there was a time when we did much more competing in that aspect of it. But in general, and especially right now, we love it because we go to the park with our daughter and can, hop on the bars and swing around and we yeah. plan to do that until we're old a lot older and we have grandkids and we are still going to be chasing them around the park and yeah. that's that's kind of what it's about
0: and we love again we love the the gpp the general physical preparedness because it also applies to i mean yeah to growing old living a long healthy life but think about all the things you know we've done in the last 10 years um you know, Jen and I signed up for uh, a sprint triathlon. So a half triathlon, am I right there?
1: Uh, I don't think it's half. I think it's smaller than that.
0: Uh, sounds good. Um, but we signed up for a sprint triathlon in clear Lake and we didn't do any triathlon training. We were just doing CrossFit. We were able to go do it. Um, last, uh, this past year, I, I hopped on a, a, I played in the Brandon's um, Senior Men's Basketball League a couple of years before I played some baseball. And I mean, at 33, if I'm being honest, I, I still feel like I'm 17, 18. The, just the work capacity and what CrossFit has done for me and my, my body and my mind, I guess, just leaves me feeling really awesome and young. And I love that I can kind of just keep doing all of the things I love to do without having to you know, um, worry about anything specific. Um, granted, let's go back to the triathlon story. I'm not a strong swimmer, so it's not like I won the triathlon (laughs) by doing CrossFit. Um, but I was able to do it and had a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally enjoyed it. I struggled in the lake, um, but coming out of the lake, um, I, you know, I biked my, my butt off and then ran hard and I had a ton of fun. So it's just kind of, yeah. I mean, we're not saying that, the GPP CrossFit is going to win you these triathlons, but man, it it really opens up a lot of doors for anything you kind of want to take on in life.
1: Yeah. And Um, just gives you that bit of confidence, but, um, Yeah. We're going to, we're going to kind of break down that, uh, that definition again. So again, you're going to hear us say those words quite a few times. Um, but again, CrossFit's mission and you know, why they have, uh, these, you know, standards of fitness is to ensure the broadest and most general fitness possible. So just keep that in mind kind of while you're listening, we'll circle back to it. Um, let's start with that constantly varied. So routine is the enemy. Yeah.
0: And this is what CrossFit lives on. Yeah. Um, not Constantly varied is not the same as random. So we don't look at it as total random chaotic workouts, but we are always trying to change things up. So we constantly varied. We do workouts that are short. We do workouts that are medium. We do workouts that are long. Um, we do not do 10 short workouts in a row. Um, generally, yeah. our programming is every single... Week, you're going to see a long workout, kind of maybe a 20 minute plus. You're going to see a lot of medium workouts, which are always around that 12 to 15 minute range. And you're going to see maybe a short workout, um, which is could be six, seven, eight minutes. So, constantly varied, meaning the time domains um, are going to change. And also the types of workouts. So, you're going to see heavy workouts, you're going to see medium weight workouts, you're going to see very light workouts, you're going to see body weight workouts. So, the Yeah, the, you know, again, the CrossFit uses this sentence a lot, the work capacity across broad time and modal domains. Um, So we are after, yeah, again, preparing for life and and aiming towards that GPP of um, always mixing things up. Our bodies will adapt quickly if the stimulus doesn't change. So if we, um, I'll just use this as an example, but if if we go for a 30-minute run every day, um, at the same pace, your, your fitness will improve a little bit, but then it's going to stall out very quickly. Um, it's just the, the same thing over and over and over. Our body wants to adapt quickly. So we like to, um, again, shock the body, but not shock the body in complete random crazy workouts. Mm-hmm. We generally know what we're, the movements that are coming, um, but we have lots and lots and lots of different formats and types of movements that we like to mix things into workouts. So it kind of always keeps the body in mind um, sharp.
1: Yeah. And I think that there's always a lot to work on too. And that's not necessarily in the constantly varied, but because there's so much variety, um, number one, you, you never really get bored. Um, there's always something to work on and your body has lots of different, I guess, you know, one day you're working these groups, one day you're working the other group, Um, just in terms of overuse, it it doesn't really happen as often because you're able to switch it up so often.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a great point too. Um, yeah. So moving on to, so constantly varied, um, we're moving on to functional movements. So functional movements are movements that more represent what we're going to see in real life. Um, so that's why in a CrossFit gym or anybody doing CrossFit in their garage or anywhere, um, We don't use um, cable machines. We're going to use barbells and free weights like dumbbells and um, we're going to run, we're going to bike, we're going to skip, we're going to jump, we're going to throw. Basically, the things that our bodies were designed to do. So um, these movements um, are very, very efficient and are incredible for exercise because um, A, you're going to... Again, build that GPP that you're going to need this fitness out in the real world. So if you're a firefighter trying to pull a body out of a house or lift a body, um, you're going to need that GPP and that strength and the ability to pick something off the floor um, because someone's life depends on it. Um, And, and, you know, that's your job. I also think when we are doing yard work, if you need to or if you need to move furniture, um, you know, functional movements. Um, when we train them are going to help us so much in in real life and functional movements um, can also kind of be defined as they're able to move large loads long distances very quickly Um, so again uh, just making this you know this example up here would be um, typically you know a bicep curl we wouldn't probably deem as a functional movement, even though it's not a terrible movement, but, um, you're moving a dumbbell. Let's say that you're moving that dumbbell 30 pounds and you're just kind of curling it, um, roughly from your thigh to your shoulder, you know, so it's moving kind of a small distance. So instead of bicep curls, CrossFit, we're looking at pull-ups and ring rows. So you're actually moving your entire body weight, um, a further distance and you're actually able to do it very quickly. So pull-ups, um, you know, Jen doing pull-ups, she's moving her entire body weight, which is maybe a dangerous thing to bring up on this (laughs) podcast, but I don't think she cares what she no. um, I'm a
1: proud like 163 these days. Right. So So
0: when Jen's doing pull-ups, she's moving 163 pounds, um, two to three feet in like a second or less. So when you start kind of doing that math, um, functional movements achieve elite fitness because of that reason, we're able to move larger loads, long distances very quickly. So when you move a barbell, because um, someone would say, you know, is the snatch a functional movement? I don't, you know, no one's walking down the street and snatching trees above their head, right? <laughs> so, but the idea again is that it it brings the whole body into the movement. So um, again, anybody not familiar with the snatch, the snatch is moving a weight from the floor to over your head in one fluid motion. So again, if we're moving, if Jen's moving a barbell, um, she's doing 95 pound snatches, she's able to move that 95 pound weight about six feet. And again, about less than a second. And if she does that 10 times in a row, I mean, again, 95 pounds times six feet um, divided by only 10 seconds there's a lot of work being done in that short time frame so again we use functional movements we use the movements that we have in crossfit the ones you see the most wall balls kettlebell swings box jumps um running rowing deadlift cleaning jerks we have all those we use all those movements for that reason they are functional and they um they work very well because of of those reasons um and the third one um constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that is key, key, key. I mean, all three of these, I don't know if you can really prioritize one of them over the others, but intensity is so, so, so important and is kind of noted as the shortcut to results. Intensity is the shortcut to results.
0: Intensity is the shortcut to results.
1: (laughs) Let's say one more time. One more time. Intensity is the shortcut to results.
0: Yeah, so that is... um Again, anybody who, um, and this is not meant to scare people, but intensity is working hard. It means we are going to get ourselves out of breath. And we're going to get ourselves very out of breath. We are going to work like we were meant to work. We are going to work like high-level athletes, whether you are a high-level athlete or not. Um, We are going to work, work, work. Um, We're going to elevate that heart rate. The high-intensity thing is what all of the doctors are saying, um, everybody is saying now is that you need high, some high intensity training. I mean, they usually recommend two to three times a week. You know, we're incorporating it four or five, six times a week. Mm-hmm. So we are getting a massive, um, bang for our buck. Yeah. So, um, it is yeah. very important that we are, um, yeah, having fun and moving well, but we are sweating and breathing and, um, yeah, I mean,
1: hard. a lot of people, you know, when they first start CrossFit or first start, um, you know, a program they're they're breathing hard. It, it's like, it's really hard. Yeah. You, your body's telling you, no, don't continue, just rest. And you're like pushing through and, um, you know, then you recover and they'll often ask, so maybe it's their first week or, or first class we kind of talk about that, um, you know, it must get so much easier. And the thing is, is that it it doesn't ever get easier because as soon as you become faster, stronger, you're just able to push that much harder in in workouts. So it's, it's, it basically hurts the veteran athlete just as much as the brand new person that has just done that for the first time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we, I think the more we do it, the more we are accustomed to, that feeling which is important so anybody new out there um, or anybody I mean yeah whether you're just starting or a few months in or a year in but um, you, you know I don't know does it get better I'm not sure it I don't think you learn so to love it more <laughs> you learn. I guess you learn to appreciate it um, you learn to get used to that feeling and you know I think that's also you know we're talking about kind of CrossFit here and getting results and what it's about but I mean at the same time I also think when you go through something very tough every day and you work that hard and you're very proud of your effort, you should be very proud of your effort when you're done. Um, That mental win every day, that mental battle, that ability to push through a little bit of a stressful time is Mm -hmm. kind of what builds our resiliency for life. Um, Going through tough things, and our big thing is we put people through tough workouts every day, workouts that are appropriate for them, Again, it, this, people should know this, but it doesn't matter if you are one of the fittest people on earth or you are You've very, never, very, yeah. very new to exercise. Yeah,
1: never touched a dumbbell or a barbell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um high intensity is relative. Yes. So intensity is relative. That um it's not like the new people are dying and the veterans are not dying. Um, it's, it's an equal amount of dying. Um, there's quotations around dying there. You're not actually, you're not actually dying, even though sometimes you feel like dying, but we are, um, we're all kind of in it together, working very hard. And like Jen said, it doesn't get easier as you go. And the truth is you don't want it to be, if if anything is getting easier, you are no longer growing. Um, so I think one of the things we like, um, again, and Matt, this is a Matt Fraser quote. I might've said this before, but he said one time someone asked him if he was addicted to CrossFit. He said, I'm not addicted to CrossFit. I'm addicted to the results. And I believe we are addicted to the results. We love what we get from CrossFit. And uh, how many years have you been doing CrossFit?
1: I think close to 11. Yeah.
0: And I'm over eight. And we are still learning and growing and it's not getting any easier, but we don't want it to be like, honestly, like mm-hmm. I love it so much that if it was starting to get easier, which is impossible, it's just, that's just not how it works, but we'd have to find something new because when something is easy, you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing. So that the, you know, a big thing we try to teach people as well as we, uh, we kind of want it to hurt. You know, and sometimes I say that in workouts, make it hurt. You're going to love yourself after, um, once that, that burn goes away and you catch your breath, you're just, you're just going to love it because you know, when you pushed and you, you created that very high intense workout, that's where the results come from. Um, yeah. So, anyway, guys, that's our, our quick talk on on CrossFit. Constantly varied functional movements, high intensity. So, anybody listening at home, whether you do CrossFit or you don't, um, we kind of need to know why we we do it this way. So, um, again, we're big on mixing things up. You got to keep it. You got to keep it fresh and um, picking functional movements. So, again, we're picking these movements for good reason because they work. And then um, high intensity. So, again, we're just we're not big fans of going for a um, again, anything is better than nothing, so this isn't a hit to anybody, but um, instead of going for a 30-minute slow jog every day, um, and if that's you and you say, hey, I don't know where to start, you know, message us right now, I could spit you out three workouts in under a minute just to create some, um, you know, a constantly varied function movement, high intense workouts where we're going to mix in some squats and burpees. We can still run, but we are going to kind of crank up those three um, those areas of CrossFit that we think are going to kind of propel your your uh results um in in the the right direction um yeah anyway guys so we're kind of moving on to um the the kind of model of crossfit or um, crossfit standards of of fitness that jen touched on before so um we're going to kind of go into these four things before we wrap it up
1: yeah so again these these standards um are kind of around to make sure that well, really, I think these came up because there was no definition of who is the fittest.
0: Um, and there was no definition of what fitness meant um, or what it meant to be fit. So yeah. CrossFit um, continues to kind Trying of define it that. and explain it. And kind of what we're going to talk about next um, yeah, is kind of about GPP, general physical preparedness. So, um, I mean,
1: I think before CrossFit kind of came around, uh, right. Endurance athletes, um, had always been sort of, um, put on the pedestal as, as the fittest. They could basically go for the longest and and do work for the longest, but it was
0: kind of, um, (laughs) people who could run the furthest mm-hmm. you know work kind of it kind of became a thing of like well, okay whoever can run the furthest so you know if you can run a half marathon that means you're fit so if you can run a full marathon it means you're,
1: you're really fit you're
0: more fit but yeah. the problem is is that endurance as we're going to touch on right here um endurance is only one of the 10 general physical skills so yeah of course those people winning marathons They have excellent endurance but again crossfit is about a broad um, fitness level yeah to ensure
1: the broadest and most general fitness possible so when we think about that we we have to look at more things and so the first um i guess kind of definition or way to look at this and trying to define fitness was to look at uh the 10 general physical skills
0: yeah and we're going to list them off right now yeah and you don't have to memorize these, you could easily Google CrossFit's um, standards standards of fitness, and you're yeah. gonna find this article, and you can look up the 10 general physical skills. So they are, um, and this is no particular order, this is just the order that they gave them, um, they are cardiovascular endurance. Do we wanna go in the definitions of what these are, or just list them off? Just list We're them. just gonna list them. All right, cardiovascular endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. And again, CrossFit is about creating exceptional balance across all 10 and being exceptionally good at all 10. And they've never said, um, again, if your goal is to win... You know you're trying to be one of the best marathon runners in the world you're gonna have to tailor yes
1: you're gonna have to bias the endurance
0: you're gonna have to tailor that program towards solely running for most people really good general fitness is what we're after so we are looking for balance across those 10 general physical skills
1: yeah you don't want to leave um you don't want to have, uh, I guess, an area in there where you have, you know, kind of zero. Um, and you also don't want to have an area where you're just so good, where we are truly looking for balance. And, you know, people will always say, you know, oh, well, like, you know, power lifters are stronger. You can get stronger if you just do power lifting. And that is totally true. Yeah. You like, if you're goal- definitely be stronger yeah. in those lifts if you spent time. Um, just focusing on those lifts. But then we always step back to what is our goal and it's to ensure the broadest and most general fitness possible. So we want results and improvements in all of those areas. So we're never trying to focus on just one thing.
0: Yeah. We are kind of after, um, forging elite fitness and forging elite health for the remainder of our lives. Right. So again, if if your goal is to be the strongest person on earth CrossFit is not. You're going to need to go into strongman, yeah, competing, or a strongman training program or powerlifting. There was that documentary on Netflix. Again, like those guys are, the, they're the strongest on earth. So yeah, nobody absolutely. in CrossFit has ever claimed to be stronger than them. It's no. it's clear. We we know that. Um, but you can get really strong in CrossFit. You can get really good endurance. You can get really good stamina, flexibility, go through all of them again. Yeah. Um, So again, we're, we're looking after kind of all 10 all the time. Yeah. So Um, that's the
1: first, um, kind of definition of, of, of the fittest or fitness. Um, so the second one that comes up is the hopper model and the hopper model is essentially if you took all of anyone that was kind of claiming to be, um, the fittest, and you had a hopper full of balls or full of movements or... um, Yeah, so the
0: hopper would be like a...
1: Like a bingo hopper. Bingo hopper, exactly.
0: So there's a bunch of balls in there and all of the balls have um, different movements on them or different workouts, anything you want. You could come up with a thousand different workouts ranging from 100 meter sprint to 10 mile run to heaviest deadlift to a classic CrossFit workout with kettlebell swings and handstand push-ups. So any workout imaginable, any movement goes in the hopper. So there's a thousand different things that could roll out. And if you start rolling them one by one, so let's just say the first thing that comes out of the hopper is going to be a 5k run. So everybody, everybody does the 5k run. And then the next thing that comes out is, um, your max deadlift. And we go on with all these different types of workouts what you're going to find is that at the end of the day, the the person with the most well-rounded fitness is going to win that competition. So they're not going to win each event. They're just going to place well in every single event. So they're, they're going to outlift the runner, but they're also going to outrun the lifter. It's about general fitness.
1: Good example. Does that explain the model yes. well? okay Yeah. Okay, moving on to number three. Yeah.
0: So but number three is, um, this one's a bit more scientific, so we're not going to get into it too much. Um, but this is about creating, again, this is, they're all almost the same. They're just explained in different ways. This one is balance um, across the three metabolic pathways. So the metabolic pathways are, um, there's kind of three of them um, that we use when we are, exercising. Um, the first one is the phosphagen metabolic pathway. And this is basically what we use in our bodies when we are performing a um, a task that is 10 seconds or less. So again, if you think about a, um, a two rep max deadlift, right, it could be really heavy, but it's going to last less than 10 seconds. Um, a 50 meter sprint, basically anything that's very this would be very intense because it's so short. Um, you're going to use that first metabolic pathway, with it, which is the phosphagen. Uh, one, the second one is the glycolytic. So this is um, this is kind of above 10 seconds, so 10 seconds to three minutes. This is what we normally know as the anaerobic system, where you're able to work for a decent amount of time. Um, again, usually around two minutes. Um, you're breathing heavy but your body is kind of running out of oxygen so your body is running on this system without oxygen essentially and again i think we think we're we're clearly breathing so we're using oxygen but the fact is you're not able to convert that oxygen into energy fast enough the work is kind of too intense so you're able to keep this you're able to use this glycolytic system for um usually about two to three minutes max and then you just completely burn out Um, so again examples would be um, 400 meter sprint so you go to the track and you're just going to sprint one lap as fast you can and you could probably hang on because you'll get it done it depends if you're whatever what type of runner you are but we'll say roughly two minutes could be less so you're able to hold on it's going to hurt after if you were trying to maintain that speed i mean you, you could not maintain that speed for much longer um, once it starts c- clicking past the two minute marker closer to the three you essentially your legs just lock up anybody who's on who's been on the assault air bikes you felt the glycolytic system <laughs> yes. the lactic acid buildup. you're just not able to continue at that speed because your body isn't able to kind of flush with the acid or use that oxygen um, so you essentially kind of run into a brick wall, um, and you either have to stop exercising. You have to stop because you can't keep up that pace anymore, or we switch into the third metabolic pathway, which is the oxidative pathway, which is three minutes or longer. So we use this one, but this is our aerobic system. So this is kind of that pace. Again, if you thought about going for, um, Again, you know, I use running a lot because people can kind of, I think, um, relate to it. But if you went for a 10-minute jog, a 10-minute jog um, or a 10-minute run, whether it be fast or medium, um, you kind of found a pace you could stick with. But if you're able to hold a pace for 10 minutes, that is the oxidative pathway. You're able to um, work at a pace where you can take in that oxygen and still keep converting it to energy so you do not get that lactic acid buildup. So, um, again, these these three metabolic pathways there's different types of exercise programs that are specific to each one. Um, so again, if you are a power lifter, power lifters, um, they're trying to get the strongest they can only in, um, the back squat, the bench press and the deadlift. So their, their whole game is be one rep maxes in those lifts and their training programs won't be always one rep maxes, but they're training the phosphagen pathway all the time, which is great for their sport. Um, if we flip down to number three the aerobic system the oxidative pathway this is endurance running um, so they're very 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 good in the aerobic um, system meaning they're able to hold a decent a very decent fast run but because their aerobic system is so good they can just continue that pace for a long long time where if i was to try to keep up with you know these guys running marathons who are running i don't know enough of this info but they're running five six minute miles over and over and over and over their aerobic system is so good that they can hang on to it zach's aerobic system could probably keep up for half a mile maybe a mile or at that point i've now gone into an intensity level that is too high it goes backwards into the glycolytic system i can't hang on to that pace i'm gonna burn out so it's just kind of our bodies can flip through these different metabolic pathways it depends on the exercise program we have and what we're training for, what we're targeting for sure. That was the long gist of of that one. But um, essentially CrossFit is going through those three metabolic pathways all the time, every workout. We're going in and out of all of them. We're good at lifting heavy weights. Um, We're good at getting the intensity very high where we can work in that anaerobic system, the glycolytic system, but we're also also training our aerobic system where we can go for these 20 minute workouts. So again, another reason why CrossFit's program works so well and our fitness is so broad is because we're training all three pathways all the time. Yeah. That takes me back to my, uh, my university days. I went deep into the old,
1: I love it. Yeah. Deep
0: into the, um, university days. Um, it's fun when the, uh, kinesiology degree kind of kicks back into action there, but, um, yeah.
1: So again, just a quick review. We are going over four different kind of definitions of fitness, um, that CrossFit uses, that CrossFit uses. So we are headed into the fourth, which is the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Um, and the the most important thing here is and it, it's if you've never seen it, just Google it, but it's basically a semicircle.
0: Yeah, Google or, sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Yeah. Because it sounds super fancy when we say it on here, but it's literally a semicircle with sickness on the left, wellness the at middle. the top in the middle, yeah. and then it goes towards fitness. But if you can see it or visualize it, I think it would help.
1: Yeah. And I think the idea here is that I think it used to be thought that there was only sickness and wellness. Uh, that one was sort of opposite to the other, and that w- that wellness really meant strictly just absence of disease. So if you didn't have disease, then you weren't sick. You must be well.
0: Yeah. And it was too, it was just, I think, too black and white. Um, yeah. You either had type 2 diabetes um, or you didn't. And it was kind of, like you said, just the absence of that. If you didn't have the the numbers that meant you had type 2 diabetes, then you were well because you, were, you didn't have um, that chronic disease. So CrossFit kind of took it a step further.
1: Yeah, and so they've kind of added um, fitness on the other side of that. And I forget, like there's an analogy, it, you know, it kind of goes back. I think we said this before about the... Um, they sometimes show this continuum with like little steps or like a life preserver to fitness as kind of the way to get there. But right, yeah. It's
0: creating the idea is it creates this massive hedge against disease. So yeah. sickness again guys if you're if you can pull this up or you can visualize it in your head but sickness is on the left um, and fitness is very far away from fitness is very far away from sickness. So it creates this massive hedge against disease because when you are very very fit you are very very far from sick. So CrossFit started to um, they studied this and they started to figure this out that if you can take any health marker you can think of, um,
1: A1C, blood pressure, cholesterol.
0: Thank you, body fat percentage. Um, yeah, yeah,, um, any health marker that 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 exists, um, it can be placed on this continuum under you know, basically not good would fall under sickness. So, you know, not good, um, good or decent would fall under well, or really good would work its way towards fitness. And again, you could start placing these all along this continuum. And essentially what they found is someone who is very fit, all of their health markers are towards fitness. So when someone is very, very well-rounded in their fitness, basically everything that CrossFit preaches, um, GPP, yeah, GPP and just being able to perform work right you're able to perform a lot of work in a short amount of time so um, being very fit creates this giant hedge against sickness and all of the health markers we want towards fitness of course we don't want them towards sick so um you know uh, again this would be a great one to google guys if you were interested in this but um you could google i forget the title of this video but um Greg Glassman explains this super well and just talks about how so cholesterol again you could place cholesterol numbers on as kind of good medium or uh, sorry or poor good or extremely good Um, and when they're not good we typically in our world will target one thing we will target that cholesterol and we we try to move the numbers with you know with different um, interventions or or pills. Um, but what they have found is that if someone just works on their fitness, so essentially if they're doing CrossFit's methodology, super well, again, it doesn't have to be in a CrossFit gym. This isn't a CrossFit rock commercial right now, but you take that methodology and you really understand it and you apply it.
1: Which is the constantly varied functional um, movements at high intensity.
0: Exactly. You do that very well and you combine that with, um, excellent nutrition. Right. And they're all about um, meat and vegetables, nothing, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Essentially, this is what we're trying to do on this podcast with the super six guys. Mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition network. When you're crushing all of those six categories, you're moving further and further and further away from sickness. You're moving towards fitness. Um, You're moving towards a long. You're moving
1: those markers, whether you know it or
0: you're not. You don't worry about those markers anymore those markers move themselves um when we and that was kind of the whole point of this discussion today on why we love crossfit as athletes and as just normal humans we, we call ourselves athletes but we call all of anybody doing crossfit anybody in our gym we refer to as athletes anyone but working
1: out yeah yes
0: exactly um refer to yourself as an athlete because that's what you are we're trying to be high level athletes whether you, we don't even need to define that but if you're out there doing functional movements um keeping them constantly varied and and working very hard finding that high intensity that we are moving all of those markers towards um, fitness and further and further away from sickness. And that is essentially it boils down to that is everybody's goals in life. Um, A lot of times, you know, I think people when it comes down to fitness goals, we think they do differ sometimes, but I will say 99% of the time, all of our goals are kind of summed up on this sickness, wellness, fitness continuum where whatever we're looking for to improve, it's going to improve.
1: If we improve those things. Exactly.
0: And we improve, um, we improve our overall fitness, which is why, um, we found CrossFit and it's why we love it. And it's why we love to coach it and love to talk about it on podcasts, Mm -hmm. like a couple of CrossFit nerds.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, and, so yes, I mean, those are the, the sort of four definitions, just again, just backbones of why we do what we do, why we believe in it so much. Um, and why
0: we want people to understand it.
1: We are not crazies in our gym. We're just trying to help you get.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stronger, healthier <laughs> and happier. Yeah. And, um, and we hope you enjoy this podcast today, guys. The idea is not to, oh, they're just telling us these things so that they join our gym. Absolutely not. This podcast is free Our get rocked at home is free. Um, we are truly here to help, but you can take everything that we talked about today and anything you have questions on, reach out. Um, but I mean, CrossFit has a deep, deep um, database of of research articles and Greg Glassman, who is the master, the founder of CrossFit, he explains this stuff like he made it up because he did make it up and he he is very very smart and explains it much better than I can um, but we believe by applying these principles everything we talk about in this podcast but applying these principles today that we talked about a CrossFit um, you apply these to your workouts you're going to see results we want people you could to apply them
1: yeah to a boot camp yeah you could say orange I do orange theory yeah. well it's the same type of exactly idea, P90X I used to do P90X yeah. in the day and
0: Insanity, that wasn't yeah. yes exactly that any workout program that is working any, I'll say it again. Yeah. Any workout program that is getting results and they're getting very, very good results. There's going to be some form of CrossFit within it. Constantly varied functional movements, high intensity. They're going to be doing movements that make sense and they're going to be working very, very hard. Um, and that's what CrossFit is built on. So we can all take these lessons and we're working out at home. Um, Again, if you don't know where to start, let us help you, but mix things up, choose, you know, it's simple movements, movements like thrusters, um, and burpees. There's a reason why we do burpees guys. I weigh 185 pounds every time I do a burpee. Um, again, a burpee takes me three seconds if I'm moving kind of at a normal pace in a workout. So in three seconds, um, I moved 185 pounds down to the ground, um, which is like five or four feet from my center of mass to the ground and right back up so I mean I moved 185 pounds um, eight feet in like three seconds so again this is why when people hate burpees um, or not fans of running there's a reason why we choose this stuff wall balls Um, it's because it works it's because they're functional movements we constantly vary them and we get people to work very hard and that is like Jen said early on intensity is the shortcut to results so Um, again, guys, we hope you enjoyed listening today and whatever your, um, form of exercise is, um,
1: you have to love it. You
0: have to love it. And we are not judging it, but there is a way to get more results. And, um, again, like, let's just imagine you're heading to the track. Sometimes the, you know, I'm just going to run for 30 minutes, um, 30 minutes at a slow pace, um, or I'm going to run five kilometers at a slow pace. And that is totally fine. If that's what you're after today, I am all for it. But if you, if I was at the track with you and said, Hey, Zach, I got 10 minutes or I got 15 minutes. I want the best workout I can get in 15 minutes. I'm not going to tell you to jog slow for 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you to run 400 meters fast, do 15 burpees and repeat that for 10 minutes straight. So you're going to run 400 meters, not as fast as possible because then you're going to be burnt out. But you're going to run it quite quick, one lap around the track, 15 burpees, repeat that for 10 minutes, as hard as you can go for that 10 minutes, that is going to give you kind of your best bang for your buck. And you can mix that, of course, in a million different ways with different piece of equipment.
1: Yeah. As you're seeing in our uh, 65 days of dumbbell and kettlebell work, you... Have, we are doing CrossFit even though we have no barbells or equipment this is CrossFit at its finest
0: absolutely that is a great point we're not in a CrossFit gym we are mostly in our backyard we have a dumbbell and a kettlebell each we are doing CrossFit every day because it, it works and even though we're yeah it's it's a 15 minute workout usually or less um, we're sticking to CrossFit's methodology
1: yeah I think the the last thing that I, that I wanted to say and I'm gonna say it quick um, it's not on any of Uh, maybe CrossFit's official definitions or um, stats or anything like that. But it is, um, I know for me personally, and I've seen it happen so many times in our gym and other gyms that I've been a part of, um, is that people, not just women, but a lot of women and men finally learn to stop focusing on what they look like and appreciate their bodies for what they can do um there are no mirrors we're not pulling down a tricep extension rope which i've done many times um you know trying to get our triceps to get bigger which is impossible almost to get them to show through uh we're not focusing on that stuff anymore we're just working hard and finally that shift happens where you are not um as concerned with trouble areas you're you're just concerned with wearing tank tops because they're annoying in workouts to get your sleeves caught and um, finally being proud of your body. So again,
0: and for sure, again, guys, like we're, this is a judgment-free zone. You might have goals of losing weight or losing body fat, and we are going to support those goals for sure. But we're still going to give the same speech that we just gave to you guys. Now, the answer is through this methodology is through CrossFit. It's through constantly varied function movements performed at high intensity because the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum proves it time and time again. You want that body fat percentage to go down. It's going to be, it's going to be fitness, um, and it's going to be improving um, the super sex. And that's kind of why we do what we do, and we started this lifestyle challenge.
1: Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I hope even if you are a uh, CrossFit Rocked member or you've been doing CrossFit out there for as long as we have or maybe even a little bit longer since it was introduced that you learned something today and if you're a newbie or you've been scared to walk into our gym um, I hope we kind of explained ourselves a little bit and maybe you're just a little bit uh, more confident that uh, it could be a place for you and your goals
0: all right guys hope you have a great day or a great night and uh, stay strong stay healthy stay happy and we hope to see a lot of you in person very soon
1: Yeah, have a great night, guys. See ya.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.